say all that to say hi everybody <laughs> welcome to another episode of not your average netizens uh, i am your host tim <laughs> aka murdy uh and i am joined by a whole bunch of giggly pod members over here uh first up we got alice hey, hey, hey. we got juliet <laughs> she's still shook by jungkook and can't talk all right fair enough N- nico's next <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi, everybody. <laughs> hi everybody and shanna of course and then, yeah and shanna <laughs> um everyone so uh I, hopefully this isn't a train wreck like this intro has been uh so we're gonna talk music videos first uh first up we have uh winner made their comeback finally after like 400 years in uh yg's basement um Woo! They came back with two songs. We're going to talk about one of them, and that one has been chosen as Really, Really. Uh, somebody else can go first. So Really, Really is a Trap House bop by one winner. Well, let, let's rewind real quick. A what Window. house bop? Trop. Trap House. Oh, gotcha. House. I've never heard that, but okay. It's kind a subgenre of, like of house, house music. But... It's Trap No, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I get it now, but when I heard Trop, I was like... What? <laughs> I'm just trying to be with it, you know, with the young kids. No, no, I got you. I got you. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and this is the music video where they are. Uh, it's in black and white, and it's um by a guy, the same guy who just recently like directed or produced uh Kendrick Lamar's Humble. Yeah, Dave Myers, yeah, a legend. Da- yeah, you know, but the thing I have to say. Um, just starting off with the music video because I really like the song. Super, I love it. I love Gino's part where he's like, na 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 na. That's like my fave. Um, but I want to talk about the music video for getting that guy who Dave Myers, who's you know working with Kendrick Lamar. I found the whole music video like kind of boring and underwhelming. I like thought it was gonna be super lit because of this guy who's apparently amazing. And he probably he is amazing with his other music video because I watched Kendrick Lamar's Humble just to kind of like uh, juxtapose it or whatever. And I just thought like they that guy robbed him. <laughs> well, he's not perfect. He also did CL's Lifted, so let's just, let's just um, you know, tempered expectations uh, here. Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean it was definitely more in the Lifted vein than the Humble vein for sure. Speaking of Humble, um, the other music video that Winner has also features the same exact room that's in the Humble music video. Oh yeah, I mean I think they filmed it while they were in LA, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the music video is like them with like a bunch of girls, and then the they're like standing and singing, and then the girls dance around them a little bit and interact. And then they all get in a car and you think they're going to go somewhere. And then they end up just putting like the hydraulics in the car and like staying static. <laughs> a weird part. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I mean, like kind of stopped and looked around and was like, I hope no one's watching me watch this at this moment. This <laughs> is like, okay. Like, <laughs> I was like, I thought this was going to, I don't know. Like, I, cause I could have enjoyed it more as just being like, uh, as someone I, I was talking to was just like, it's like the, they're like, oh, it's a song of the summer. It's not even the summer yet. And I, I don't know, like, I feel like it's just like a really good, feel-good song. I like, I really, really like this music video. I had to do that once or twice or ten times this episode. But, uh, but no, I, I really like the song, um, the music video. I, I feel like they could have done more with it. I feel like it could have been 
for I don't know if Alice and I have ever talked about this, but Jinho of 2PM has a song called So Good. And it's basically they cram every single summer thing that you could ever do into the music video. Like he's on like a surfboard and a jet ski and like washing his he car. He washes a car. And then yeah. like he's like, it's literally everything you could ever do in the summer. And I feel like they could have like made this not obviously not done this exact same thing, but like they could have made it more of like a um or like Shiny's view where it's just like that kind of um, you know, fuck it, like let's go crazy or wild feel and the music video didn't really capture it. It, it just kind of felt like it was trying too hard to do multiple things that are on trend without actually doing them. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this is the first winter thing that I've consumed ever. So um, this is also kind of like my first impression of them, I guess. What? Um, yeah. Like you never listened to any winter song. Nope, I'm not really. Um, Remember, he tries not, to stay away from YG. Yeah, I'm not really a YG fan at all. Um, I've dealt with their problematicness a lot, so I just kind of like steer clear of their groups in general. But I watched this video, and I have to say, I actually like it. It's not anything you know innovative or new or original or anything, but it's a strong song. It made me pay attention to them. And I actually love the video. I want to actually talk a little bit about or give them props for the diversity they had in the video. Like, it was really cool to see all these, like, really strong women dancing in the background. But, like, one thing, they were, like, fully clothed. They had on, like, office attire, which is interesting. But you see a lot of women with, like, their natural hair in the video and stuff like that, which is something that you don't really see in K-pop. So I thought that that was really interesting. Um... I liked it. That's all I can really say. It didn't make me really want to listen to more Winter, but this is a song I could probably put on my iPod and be happy with it. And it's funny that this is like the first Winter song that you've heard, because if you listen to their other stuff, it does not sound anything like this. Because like, no. I was actually talking to Shanna, because like, um, Fool and Really Really are like the two companion videos that came out with their comeback right now and i really felt like there was like no part really in either of the music videos that showcases like sungyun's vocal prowess and that was like the most disappointing part even though i like both songs it's just that i really like you know is he the blonde voice. one yeah and yeah. i like and i like taeyeon's voice too when he was in winter and i felt like a lot of that was missing and then Jinu also had a lot more singing parts than he used to have. And his voice is like just not as strong and or have like as wide as range as either of them do. See, the blonde one was the one that I didn't like the most in the really, really video. His voice his, or like his, his aesthetics? Or... His vo no, his aesthetic is fine. It's his voice. He has that, he has that kind of like, him and Taeyong both have that like nasally thing that they have. I don't know if they can control. Like, I don't know if that's his actual voice or if that's a thing he does. But I'm not really a fan of like really nasally voices, and he has that. And so I was kind of taken aback by it in that song. But I thought it works really well in the full song. I um, don't oh, think you. Sorry, sorry. I just no. I don't think you has a really nasally voice at all. Maybe it's just like the song. But I, I agree. I don't know. I, he like has a you, more of a dramatic, like theater voice. 
Yeah, because if you listen to his single that he came out with, like, by himself after he won, like, Superstar K or one of those reality TV show competition um, TV shows, like, his single does not have a nasally voice at all. He almost sounds, like, more Elvis-like than he does. Yeah. It sounds uh, like it was a song made for a group of people 20 years older than us, but I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Maybe, yeah, because I, I agree with Alice. It's def- it, it was funny. As I was listening to this and watching the music video and stuff, I almost felt like it was trying to have Winner take Big Bang's place a little bit. Like, it had still the Winner feel to it, um, but I mean, obviously it's just like a different time for the group because hyun has gone, like they can't exactly do the same thing. And like, it felt a little bit like they were taking some part. I don't know. It, it, I, I felt like it almost had more of, it, it didn't have the exact same feel that some of Winner's other videos did. And it felt like they were trying to cross over a little bit. Like it, it did some of the, like kind of what Alice was saying, like my favorite parts of Winner, like the like huge vocals, like the like kind of quirkiness. I feel like it didn't come across as much in this comeback. I still liked it. I just, I didn't feel like it was as quote unquote winner as some of their previous stuff. Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I think that they're, they're changing their kind of aesthetic a little bit right now. And it could have a lot to do with uh, Big Bang leaving because I do think that we're going to see icon and winner sort of merge the gap that big bang is going to leave because you know like big bang or not the amount of different styles that they did over the course of their career is pretty vast like they tried a whole bunch of stuff even even to the point where some of their albums had just multiple different weird sounds on them um and i do think that yg wants to keep that ability so you're probably going to hear icon songs that sound more like big bang and winner songs like this or music videos like this that have that big bang feel i could definitely see that um i personally don't like this music video i think it's the more boring of the two um it's kind of just them walking around doing stuff and like the best part of it is the girls dancing the better version of this music video is just the dance crew dancing it's way better but it is what it is i mean uh i think don't like this song as much as I like Fool, but most of that is because this song feels distinctly not winner, whereas Fool is a little closer to winner, but then moving forward, and I would much rather the, the gradual change. That being said, like, I don't, I, you know, I was being dramatic when I was like, oh, garbage. Like, I don't actually think the song is terrible. Uh, it's just not the song I would prefer, which is kind of funny because it seems like the song that should be more in my lane. Um, but I, I just thought it was okay uh that's it i don't have anything else on it it's funny because actually fool reminded me a lot of i'm yours which you know was like taehyung's song and actually i read something that in an, in an interview or something that sungyun actually said that he was thinking of taehyung when he I, I don't know if he himself wrote it or he at least collaborated on writing it but like he said he was like thinking of taehyung and him leaving the group when he wrote it uh which is kind of interesting but um i felt it definitely had more of an yeah that old winner, because I feel like actually, I was about to say I feel like Exit had a different feel than the first album, which it did. Like Winner is like an evolving group, obviously, because right. they come up with things once a year. But 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 no, two, but two they, years, right? This one, right? Yeah. Uh, but like it, um, they have an evolving concept. But I was about to say the Exit era, but Exit era never happened because we just got E. <laughs> just that uh, era. Uh, but 
it, it felt almost more like, yeah, I, I would agree, Fool felt more like it could have belonged on that uh, discography, which makes me wonder maybe if Sung Yoon even wrote it back then, and it just now is making its way to light because that's how YG is. <laughs> I don't know. I heard from, I don't know if it's true, but I heard from one of my friends that Taehyun actually wrote Fool. Oh. That wouldn't surprise me either. I'm yeah. sure there's a bunch of like winter music that sits on the cunning room floor, just like all the rest of the YG artists that have tons of music that's just sitting there. I cry. I mean, <laughs> as long as Blackpink keeps promoting, we're going to see all the rest of To Anyone's Discography we never heard. So, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, oh. Uh, so we also had uh, Oh My Girl with their song Coloring Book. Uh, Nico, you want to get started? Do I? Okay, so Coloring Book is back. It's an up-tempo, um, jovial song about life and love. And just these young girls appreciating the color that was put into their world by maybe a significant other or a new loved one. So the song is, um, it reminds me, it's like if they mix Liar Liar and Cupid together. It's coloring book. And I love it. I love what they do with their vocals. I love that they're featuring as much of all the girls as they can. The only thing I feel like this song was missing was like a full Mimi rap because she is an amazing rapper and I love her delivery and everything like that. So I wish that that was there. I really like videos where people get to be messy and like play with like just gross stuff and just be really dirty. So I thought it was really cool that they were dressed in all white and they were like just throwing paint and powder and everything else that they could possibly be thrown together, thrown into the video. It's just um, aesthetically pleasing. Uh, it's creatively fulfilling, I guess. And I hope that these girls do well with it. Uh, I, I don't like this music video or the song at all. That I, I don't have anything oh else to say other than I, I really did not like it at all. But it's not my style. I mean, that's no surprise. So It's hard because I, I sometimes like the cutesy thing. Like, I love Twice. Um, I like the quirky thing. I like Red Velvet. Um, I don't know. It just didn't stand out for me. I was trying, Nico, to like it. I just, I like, I'm all on board with you. Roland is still my jam, and it's been like a month. <laughs> Brave Girls, shout out. But um, I don't know. It just didn't really. I I I'm not as strongly opinioned as Tim, where I'm like I hated it, but like I just don't have much. I didn't say that. That I don't like this at all. I feel like when I hear Tim speak about a girl group, I just hear I hate this. There are so many True. girl groups that I like. I do not like most of them. Okay, a cutesy, a cutesy girl group. When I see a cutesy girl concept, I just hear Tim say, I hate this, and I automatically assume that's what it is. Okay, fair I enough. Can just, I can just hear him groan from 2,000 miles away. If this was, if this was like, uh, like a TV show, it would cut to me just in a room by myself, like real world, world, world style, and I'd just be like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I just see Tim as Jim from The Office, like in pretty much every cut. <laughs> just like, <laughs> making eyes. Um, yeah, I felt the same that it's just like a cutesy song that's upbeat and could be catchy. But the only thing that really stood out to me is that they all had the same head shape. Uh, <laughs> like every single one of their, every single one of their like V line, like their face, their bottom chin 
is like exactly the same shade. I think they, I feel like they all went to the same plastic surgeon and got like the same How dare lower you. face shape. Okay, come on. Like nobody's chin makes that sharp of an angle. <laughs> you, and you look exactly like these girls, Shanna. <laughs> Everyone out there knows that that's what I look like. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was cute. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, fun human interest story. Alice and I went out tonight to like get coffee and eat dinner and twice at two different places they asked if we were paying together or separately because Alice looks just like a bush lesbian I guess but like yeah, yeah I mean <laughs> that's basically what I dress like on the weekend so like yeah <laughs> I dress like a 15 year old boy trying to get into streetwear is pretty much my aesthetic <laughs> um so I respect yeah. that yeah, thank you. Thank now you. We know what to look for when we go to Miami. I know. Yeah. You find an Asian girl who's... It's probably Alice, actually. Who's, if who's you just find an like... Asian girl, it's probably Alice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. There's actually a lot more Asians in than you'd think. And I think half of them come from our company, but whatever. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I'm going to probably have to cut that out. <laughs> just give away your location. I think that... Oh, Miami? Haven't we just, mentioned just that Just add that, that sweet beep as if you're <laughs> editing her. We gave a whole podcast about how we went to Got7 in Miami and like... But like That's Miami's true. big, isn't Yeah, it? but they, they, they kind oh. of indulged in like hotel information and stuff, mm. but it probably doesn't That's matter. <laughs> so moving on, some other people that uh, came back, we're not really going to talk about it. Obviously, we said Winner has another music video. Uh, Tian also came back with her repackaged album and her music video, Make Me Love You. Uh, Dreamcatcher has their follow-up, uh, Good Night. Uh, In fact, has Tension Up. Geiko made the worst video of all time with Rap Monster, and that's all you get for that. And Day6 has the song I'm Serious uh, came back, I suppose. Is the to popular. be fair, Geiko didn't make the music video. Just I don't care. Song. He... he said yeah that's gonna be what represents me so <laughs> honestly he co-signed that okay yeah i don't i don't have to have nice feelings for geiko i'm a supreme team fan so whatever f him uh <laughs> so we're gonna go right into the news we've got a couple topics um i don't know how deep we're gonna go into some of them uh i know there's one that's probably gonna get talked about the most but uh, first up, we had a former girl group member who was sentenced to six months in or oh well, i'm sorry yeah, six months in prison with two years of probation for falsely accusing uh, a member of the group, former group? Maybe group I now? I think former. Uh, okay. Zest Chogo of rape back in March 2015. So this is a strange one. Uh, I guess she is also from a group that debuted and uh, fell apart. And I guess, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I shouldn't be the one to speak on this. So somebody else should go. <laughs> Just reading this is, yeah, an, an odd thing. I don't really know. Is this something that happens really in the U.S. either? Like, if, if a woman here accuses someone of rape and it's proven to be false, do they, are they sentenced to jail time? Well, it depends. Um, the important part is if the person who is defending uh, countersues. So in mm. this case, he had somebody had to press charges, at least on his behalf, for defamation of character. And if she lost and that's defamation of character it's like a surefire win right so, but yeah. how much do you go to jail though for defamation of character does that happen often or is it would it have to be some uh, i feel I like it'd be a monetary award in the u.s uh, yeah, I've never heard of. Normally, it depends right? it depends on the severity of it probably 
Um, like for example, and obviously I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to stress this. I am not saying that anybody is falsely accusing him, but if for whatever reason, like Cosby was found innocent, if he sued all of them for defamation of character, it's probably going to be monetary, but I don't think that holds true with everything because you can definitely ruin somebody's life with, uh, false charges. So it depends. Yeah. I think it's probably case by case. And um, I I think this is probably wildly, I shouldn't say probably, I think this is pretty unfair. I think she probably should have gotten some sort of, they should have wanted uh, money and not jail time. I think that's pretty severe. Probation I could see, but six months in jail, that's, I don't know. I don't agree that's with that. That's very, if, I she just, I, a, if she was in a failed girl group though, she probably has none. Sure, funny, that's I, fair. I just, I just keep thinking of though that I, I know it's not the same at all, but like that Stanford rape case where he got like six months in jail, and this girl getting <laughs> like six months, and I'm just like, ah, like this is horrifying. But yeah, well, he I mean, also I, has I don't know all the facts, so yeah. he has perks of being a white male, so that really falls in his favor. Yeah, she can't really pull the white male card, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Honest, I know. Yeah, it, it it seems a little horrifying just reading the topic. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of like this is one of those topics where like I saw it and my immediate response was like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. I can even cut this out right now if you want to. No, but. I mean, it should stay because I think it is worth mentioning. And it's it's I think it's humanizing to see that, like, you know, obviously we're all in a weird spot. Like, I don't think she should get this much. I don't think she should get time at all. Probation, fine and some sort of monetary fee i also agree like maybe she has to pay for his lawyers or something but, but see it depends though like if this was malicious if she sought out to end his career and all this other stuff then like she used the criminal justice system as a weapon yeah like against this person she should suffer for that like whatever that means like sure but at the same i think his career did end because of that because i think he left because of mm -hmm. her accusations Right, but this is more what I'm saying. Uh, beyond just that, like, and this is where it gets rocky, right? We, how do I say this properly? We don't actually know what happened. All we know is that the court said he's innocent. That doesn't necessarily actually mean that he's innocent. But see, when we when we play that game, then though we get into like when people are actually like. A, when people are found guilty of rape, then like they can turn around and say the same thing. All sure, that says sure. that but I was then, found guilty. Like but that's, that's what slope. I mean. Like that's what I mean know, by like, I didn't want to speak on it. We can only you know, know about what we know, and what we know is that this is what happened. Like he was found not guilty, so we have to assume that he wasn't guilty and she was. Like that's just how it is. Sure, and, and, and I, I get where you're coming from. I totally do. Um, I'm just saying that, like, while I do agree with what you're saying, I also, th it's one of those, it's a slippery slope, but it's also one of those ones where I have seen way too many times people, especially in Korea, get off on charges like that with, like, literally no penalty. So it doesn't, like, I realize that he's not super famous and he's not super rich, maybe, I don't know, maybe he is. That part I don't know. But I get what you're saying, and I totally agree that, like, it's wrong to hold him to the court, like, you know, the court of a public opinion on it. But at the same time, like, since I don't know, I just don't know if I think it's okay she got six months in jail. That's what I'm saying. Like, sure, make her pay money out of pocket, put her on probation. Six months in jail seems like, I, I don't know. Like, both of them don't have careers, so I think the career point's kind of irrelevant. 
and his group wasn't going to be successful. Let's be real. So like, that's kind of my issue with it is all. Right. I feel like, yeah, then, then it's just something I need to talk about. If then, then we get into the point of, you know, like what crimes worse, what crimes, I mean, like we're going to get into like a yeah. hierarchy here and it, it right. just, just for, for what the situation is and for the crime she's being accused of, even if it is true, I don't personally, I don't think that warrants six months in jail. But I mean, that's again, it's subjective. So yeah. yeah. Well, for the record, I do. So okay, fair enough. I mean, everybody's in, like, that's fair. I, she was yeah. proven guilty, so that's fair. <laughs> um, we also have another. Speaking of laws, we have a new law that was passed that uh, removes the celebrities' abilities to delay their enlistment. I'm gonna kind of leave this one up to you guys because I saw you guys start to want to talk about it, and I don't. I have weird feelings on this one, so I, I'm curious what everybody else feels. I mean, I think everybody should. I mean, I, I if, as so long as the law is just making, letting, allowing celebrities adhere to the same laws and not get any special uh, exemptions because of their role as like a celebrity, I think it's fair. I mean, like that's just like, I mean, yeah, kind I think it's of, fair. but Why? I feel like in the terms I'm thinking of idols, their uh, career depend on like time, first of all, being young and also like staying relevant and everything like that. I mean, so it does I would, affect them a lot. I would agree for like other people who are in jobs too, like there's age discrimination and like people, if you don't have like previous work experience and you've been out of the job for a long time, like also like even if you're in the army in the US and you come back, it's like hard to find a job. So yeah. like I just it, feel like true, it's but I like, think if it's mandatory there, they would understand. Like you had to go. Um, well, but it, I'm, I'm not. I'm not so much worried about that because the only thing that's going to happen then in that case is the culture will change. You'll see a lot of people who want to become idols simply doing their service earlier or going to service before they debut and stuff right. like that. Because I'm, I'm like Tim. I'm kind of torn on the issue. I don't think that drafts should be a thing to begin with. And so my issue is reconciling that with the fact that, okay, there is a draft here already, whether I like it or not. And should idols be held to a different standard than the general public? And I don't think that that should be a thing either. But I'm sympathetic to idols at the same time because I do understand that the culture is not that way right now. Like the culture is not, you know, we'll be waiting for you when you get out it's like you're here now like do your job get the most out of it and then serve your time um but i'm hoping like it doesn't take much to shift that culture you like you know k-pop as an industry already is pretty fickle to begin with and it would only take like some of the bigger companies to start allowing their trainees or their idols or things like that to start doing their military service ahead of time for some of these other companies to start following suit. And then on top of that, I think what we'll also start to see now is, you know, I don't, they've already started doing it, you know, having trainees that are not Korean. And I just think we'll see a lot more of these companies trying to recruit people outside of Korea so that they can have people performing in things while their Korean citizens are performing their service. I think it's interesting. I think the most interesting part to me is because I agree on a, just a philosophical level and on a just what is right level that 
you know, there should be the same rules for everyone, regardless of how much money you have, celebrity status, you know, if people recognize you, like, you should have, if it's a conscription, it's a conscription. On the other hand, the Korean government, I feel like, is somewhat unique in that they really use idols and K-pop and the music as a whole to further influence. And it's in Asia, in global uh, politics, I mean, they have, like, K-pop groups as their, like, political anthems and Olympic anthems. I mean, and, and not that that doesn't happen, you know. Well, political anthems, another thing. But, like, uh, in this case, the political anthem, I feel like, is important because they really do use the K-pop industry as a tool, a political tool, almost. So it's to further their sphere of influence. So it's a bit interesting that there's this, uh, and, and I, I think that this rule is also kind of stemming from all of the recent corruption that's happened. And, you know, people seeing this uh, rule as being archaic and corrupt. And, you know, if you have money or status, then you can get out of this grasp for so long or so uh, to a point in time. And so they're trying to counteract that. But then I feel like they also have to change this reliance on K-pop as a almost government symbol or a symbol of Korea as a country. Because it, it, it just um, it seems like it's going to come to a head at some point. So... Okay, I understand that K-pop's like a soft power, but there's like other ways that they can influence it. And then secondly, like you have to think like, okay, well, K-pop is a soft, is one of the other several tools they have as soft power. Like another way that they can do it is like, this is like totally random example, but in The Bachelor with, I think Juan Pablo, they went to Korea and they use like the Korea Tourism Industry Board sponsored that episode for everybody to go there. So there's like other ways for them to like expand their like soft power other than just K-pop. And the K-dramas are also really big and actors don't have to really rely on age in order to like be popular. So there's that whole thing too. And then the other side of it is, is like, we're seeing it from like a consumer perspective, but like, if you're thinking about it from the uh, civilian or like Korea's actual populist perspective, would you want the people who are enlisting in your military to feel like petty or upset that like some Korean citizens are getting better or like having workarounds with the government and feel like they're less special. And then those people are going to be the ones who are conscripted and be in your army. Wouldn't you yeah. want somebody who's like going to be like, feel like, hey, I'm doing this for my country because like blah, 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 whatever. And like they, I respect them and they respect me. You know what I mean? Like I could see it in other ways. It's like more beneficial for them, especially if there are a lot of complaints about super visible people like top getting like public service roles and stuff like that because of their connections rather than, Mm -hmm. you know, like real reasons for like, you know, extending because you're like bereavement or I don't know, you're having, getting a PhD somewhere and something, you know? So that's how I see it. Yeah. And I I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Um, I'm kind of with, well, I shouldn't say I'm kind of, I'm definitely with Nico. Um, on the fact that I don't like conscription, uh, conscription, mandatory conscription. Now, granted, I don't live in Korea, so I can't speak for them. If they're cool with it and everybody supports it, cool, by all means. But I know that there is a lot of other countries, especially smaller countries like Korea, that have mandatory conscription and like people actively fight against it. Um, I know Sweden is one of the countries that has it. And if you de- if you declare that you're not going, you they immediately send you to jail for like, I think it's like 300 days or something like that something weird. So it, it is what it is. That's totally different though. Um, but it is worth noting that this, the com- the organization that's going to handle celebrity uh, conscriptions is the same one that's handling uh, 
the conscription for kids of high ranking military or high ranking officials and government. So it's a com it's a organization that's already used to handling high profile people and you know making sure that there's no issues in that uh, aspect. And I do think that there is probably a stigma about having idols in the military and when they go because a lot of them wait till the very last moment and are able to constantly put it off with basically their excuse being like, well, my career. And it doesn't seem like that is a justifiable excuse for the rest of the populace. So it does make sense for everything to go in line because I totally agree. Like if I was forced to be in the military, I would be pissed that people could just go, oh, well, I'm on TV, so I shouldn't have to be there. And they're already gonna probably still get the better jobs, like the better jobs in the military. So it is worth noting that that part isn't changing. It's just the part where it's just who's handling their conscription and um, when they have to do it, because now it's based on that, that organization when they pull you in that once they yeah. ask for you, that's it. There's nothing you can do about it. That's what I was going to say. It's a possibility that because the law says you have to go when they ask you that they just won't ask you for a while. Right, exactly. So they can they can still play a little bit and i guarantee you we will see it in the future where there's probably some guys who will be like oh you know well they haven't called me yet and yeah, that'll also be their like, excuse when your top your president is already like filtering bribes and korea's top part of their executive branch in their government has already been rife with corruption and bribery for like mm -hmm. however long that korea has been a free or a democratic country bribing some like military office personnel to like extend your, you know, randomized lottery ticket is not going to be that hard. I'm sure right. we're still going to see something like that, yeah. but it's just not going to be so overt with these like official um, like reasons why they can put it off. Yeah. And we already have the issue of like their court system being very corrupt in that you can like buy your freedom and stuff. So like there's there's a lot of corruption there's a lot of corruption in every in every country. So I'm obviously not saying just Korea, but obviously, since we're talking about it, like there's clearly a lot of corruption that's going on there right now. And this is kind of a way for them to put up like a fake window that's like, hey, at least this part's not so corrupt. You know, I really <laughs> feel like they're trying to deflect attention and be like, hey, at least we're doing this part right. That's pretty good. Right. Right. We're kind of nailing it. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few people who go pretty soon, much sooner than they expected. And it'll probably be in line with them protecting certain aspects. It also gives them another piece of soft power because having somebody, uh, uh, you know, show up for assignment to military duty is news. And it is a good way to distract the populace from like other things. And they just need anything little that's about somebody relevant. That's really all they do. So it, it's another way for them to kind of use the news and use these kind of announcements to uh, further be able to like kind of quiet the populace and especially keep the populace in a, like a nice level because now nobody's being treated unfairly as far as they know, right? So it is what it is. You know what though, Tim? They're not gonna pull Jackson. So at least <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. Party, unless... get him that solo career he deserves and wants. As long as Jackson doesn't fall into the same mistake as a few other foreign celebrities and apply for Korean citizenship, we good. Oh, tech in. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, they'll make an Ameritai Kong unit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, please, no. I'm sorry, the least talented unit? Come on, guys. <laughs> That's true. I mean, there's no lies. <laughs> I guess they can dance. <laughs> they got that going for them. They can put out a music video like that and they'll be fine. <laughs> That music video. Yeah, I, I would watch it. <laughs>
I would I would watch three minutes of most people dancing, to be fair. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a big statement. Uh, most good dancers dancing. Okay, there you go. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you just get three minutes of pin pineapple apple pin guy. Oh God, I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you like, basically actually. do if yeah. you ever watch the pen pineapple pen guy. That's true. Yeah, who watches it only <laughs> once? Come on. <laughs> so moving on, we're gonna talk some big hit. There's a couple news stories here, and uh, this new story, one of them has been brought up a few times. So I guess we should finally address it. So Big Hit Entertainment apparently was looking for producers who specialize in black music, once again, uh, within hip hop and R&B. I don't, I mean, I, I can't, I cannot stress enough how wildly ignorant you are when you say black music. Like, I understand the point that you're trying to get to. I do. I truly, truly do. And I've said this before. But the minute you call it that, it's like, we made titles for these genres of music for a reason. If you're going to work your ass off to be invested in this genre of music, can you at least refer to it properly, like regularly? Big Hit has no excuse. They literally work with um, all kinds of artists around the world. Like they're, they're constantly working with uh, hip hop artists from the States. You know, BTS has worked with so many people. Like this is crazy wildness. They, they're still saying things like this and like maybe it's because they want to directly go to you know they're, they're trying to just get people in korea's attention i don't know and that's maybe what everybody calls it and maybe it's just me showing my ignorance to the ignorance of a whole bunch of people but <laughs> like it's so it's so easy because they then say hip-hop and r&b so like they know they know what they're talking about. Why couldn't you say like, hey, we need a producer that specializes in hip hop and R&B and different subcultures within those two? What, yeah, why is and then so if hard? you wanted to be like super discriminatory and then just hire only black producers, you could do that. But like, why you have to say black music? Yeah. You can also <laughs> just say you're looking to hire only black producers. And like. also, like, what the hell is black? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like- Well, so I wanna- Black music is the ignorant term for hip hop, R&B, and every like fun type of music that people like. I don't know. So I wanted to bring up a point and it's not my own opinion, but I thought it would be an interesting point of discussion if we wanted to make uh, Juliet's Life Hell and elongate this podcast. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's okay we're already past the music video so yeah um so i saw a comment on reddit and it said you know you guys are offended about it being called black music it being like hip-hop and r&b um but then you don't get what then the other side is is that some people do say that like oh hip-hop and rap and whatever <sighs> is our music and people are saying this as black people saying like hey it is our music it so is like, our you... music so right so like how do people like contest against like people calling it black music like bts's folks calling it black music and then people getting offended but then also work with people saying like okay. well, hip-hop is our music okay you know? here's the tea because this is basic sociology this is basic anthropology the the group gets to decide what they call themselves but it's not the same when somebody from an outside group names you what you are. Like, that's the difference. Black people saying that R&B or hip-hop is their music, which, by the way, is not all Black people say. Because if you took a history lesson of modern music, all modern music stems from 
early gospel, which turned into rock and roll, that was all black people. So all modern music comes from all Western modern music comes from black people. Pop, everything you listen to today came from black people. So all music has roots from black people. So for people to say, to pigeonhole black music to R&B and hip hop, not only just R&B and hip hop, but sex making babies, baby making R&B and, and gold chains and bitches and hoes hip hop is stereotypical and it's offensive. Like we do this shit, like we make all kinds of music and to pigeonhole us into you know, rap and R&B, it's exclusionist, it's essentialist, it's racist, like, it's not cool. Of course, we're going to turn around and say it's our music because it's what's the most popular music from us being taken by other people. So we're having to constantly say it's ours, it's ours, it's ours because it's the most commonly stolen. But it's not the only thing we're claiming. It's not even something we would have to claim if it wasn't stolen without credit so often. Like, it's just, it's not really, it's not really a discussion that I feel is even that hard to articulate. Like, it, if you, I don't really know how to say it better than that. Like, that's just. Yeah, can, can I, can I? jump in just a little bit yes yeah um i'm 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 with you 100 percent. i'm with you uh i i think the big the big difference is um when it's it's like nico's trying to say like when you say black music you're putting this you're putting that stereotype on people and you're like those genres have names for a reason and it's so people don't call it that. Now, when a black person says, like, that's my music, they're not saying you can't enjoy it. They're not saying you can't make it. Because there's plenty of very, very famous hip-hop artists that hear other people rap, that hear white people rap, that hear Latin people rap, that hear Korean people rap, that hear Chinese people rap, and they, they fuck with it. And it's because they understand that those, like, when you're doing that, you're not, you're not stealing our culture on just the principle of making the music. Um, you're making music, that's it, you know? And if, as long as you're not being offensive or being, you know, outright racist or anything, like you're just enjoying it like the rest of us. And that's fine. There's plenty of people who don't get heat. Like uh, people always bring up like, oh, well, you you know, you don't respect white rappers, right? Like you gave Eminem all this shit. You gave Macklemore all this shit. But there's like other white rappers out there that don't get shit. Like in the whole time that Macklemore was doing shit, Mac Miller was out just getting high and talking about like high people things. That's it. And he rapped all the time and nobody cared. Everybody was like, yeah, whatever, cook, dude. You're not doing anything offensive. You're just over here being white and funny and cool, whatever. And like making mediocre at best music. Like, it's fine. It's just a matter of how you do it. But when somebody goes out and is like, hey, I need somebody who can make black music because I don't know. It's, it's like you're purposely being it just feels like you're purposely being offensive and you're purposely being ignorant. And you're basically saying like, I need a black person to like make me hot right now. Somebody come help. And you could just say, I, I need somebody who specializes in hip hop and R and B and never ever say the color of the person's skin. Like again, people like to bring up uh, reverse racism all the time. And when there's an, a, a like, post out that's like oh we need people who are not white people get all up in arms and they're like what do you mean this is so offensive blah 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 like 
okay if you don't like that for whatever reason because you're crazy like if you don't like that feeling why would you purposely throw it back on people if we said if we put out a thing that was like hey we need uh we need somebody to come help us some asian to come help us with this asian music thing we want to make some asian music like that's still offensive like that's not the right way to say it you say like the reason we justify k-pop is korean pop music it's because it is pop music from this area and it's special to them and they have also coined it that and they've never been offended if they said hey we just want to be pop music then i would say hey we're just going to talk about pop music from korea like it's, it's no it's no skin off my back and i understand that like it's different it's especially different when you talk about black people um but it's just simple understanding of like we made these names for a reason there's terms and things we purposely didn't call rap black music on purpose like it's it's a thing we it, it, got, it got a name it got rap it got hip-hop it got its own genre it got all these different genres because it's a genre of music so call it by the genre of music if we say it's our thing it's not people being offensive it's just acknowledging where it came from that's okay it. also and i don't want to keep this going so i'll try to be really quick i'm sorry julia in advance but i just want to say also two things about that it's important in the context in the context of k-pop because one, we have a huge problem with this going on right now with people adopting what they call black music and only taking the parts that they find stereotypical. And they project that in Korea so that that becomes the thing. When you think of rap, if you go to anybody in K-pop and you ask them, what is rap? What is hip hop? What is R&B? What do you get? Yeah, man, yo, swag. Like that's literally... <laughs> Every person does that, and that's the stereotype. So that's the problem. They think of this as black, like this exclusively as black music, or if not exclusively, it's the majority projected, and that's what we try to fight against. It's a problem because that's not all that black music is, number one. But number two, that is how they see it right now. So we want to break that stereotype. We want to get rid of that because that's not all we are. Like, nobody wants to be compared as a monolith when they go all around like nobody wants to look at like all alices of the world are this person and you can't project anything other than what people see alices as all over the world so that's number one and number two we have to look at this in the context of history especially in the west back in the day you know black well, during segregation black folks had to make music on their own their music was consistently underrepresented, ignored, and then downright stolen and mass produced to, to white people where they made more money and got more exposure. Like one of the, the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, stole most of his music from black people. Mm -hmm. And still today we're having to teach people this and tell people this, but Elvis is an iconic household name. So when we talk about music and we talk about intellectual property of black people, that's a wound and a stigma that is still very much open. We still see people stealing black music, stripping it of its origins and then taking claim for it. Hell, Madonna stole voguing in the 90s and we're still having people attribute Vogue culture and like whacking and things to her. Like, these that's the problem so if you see people, black people all up in arms about stuff being called black music and what's ours and what's not that's because our property over history has been consistently taken from us and we 
we as a people get very territorial and we get very labely about things because of that very reason. We're very outspoken about it because we don't want history to repeat itself where all our stuff is getting stolen and nobody's attributing it to the originators or to the innovators or the creators. Indran. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, no, that was great. That's actually like pretty much what I wanted to hear. Not like the things that you said, but like the kind of discussion. Um, one thing I wanted to say was I, I like that you kind of talked about how like obviously a lot of people do or a lot of black artists do represent a lot of majority of like rap and hip hop and R and B. And that's like the sounds that are popular right now. But I like that you expanded it to like gospel and all the other different genres of music that um, black people have like a lot of influence and originated it from because a lot of people don't think of it that way. And I, and I certainly wasn't really thinking of it that way in like the scope of our conversation. So I thought that was really good of you to bring up. Um, to like educate people learn your history that's all we're asking over here also in the big hit uh realm of things we have a few more rap or well we have a few rappers that have talked about uh the fact that they could have been in bts uh one of them basic brought up that he was offered to be in bts uh benzino a while ago put it in one of his verses now i know i know there's people who feel strongly especially like bts fans and armies but i also think sometimes people are exaggerating and this is one of those times where i feel like people don't understand that these are also things like be, this this stuff isn't a secret like uh if you were kind of involved in what bts was becoming at the beginning like um i was in k hip-hop so i knew that there was a bunch of guys that were trying to be in bts that i was like what the hell is going on but the original bts was supposed to be like a hip-hop group and as they became an idol group, tons of those guys left willingly. Uh, Supreme Boy is one of the people who left. Um, there's somebody else that I get their name is slipping me right now. But there's a few people that left because they didn't want to do that whole thing. Um, and the two that stayed, as we all know, are Rat Monster and Sugar. And even they had like complaints at the very beginning because it wasn't necessarily what they wanted to do. So now that it's kind of becoming a story again where you have... Uh, these rappers talking about the fact that they could have been in BTS, like are some of them probably salty they didn't take it? I don't know, maybe, it depends, right? Like, I don't think Benzino is salty for a second. Like that dude, like he may not be a household name for everybody, but he's doing real well on Illionaire. That fool drives a really fancy car. He has a Bentley, he's cruising. Like he he's fine right now. Same goes for Basic even. Basic has a bunch of steam right now. He doesn't necessarily need the the um you know noise but at the same time i guarantee you that he's been asked about it i guarantee you benzino's been asked about it supreme boy gets asked about it like it it's they're gonna acknowledge it because they're asked about it and it's especially relevant to a rapper who talks typically about things that happened in their life and or current events not all of them do but you know a lot of them do so it makes sense for it to come up i i think it's kind of like I, for me, this is kind of a non-news story, but it does, I mean, we've had it a few times now. It is worth bringing up. I genuinely don't think that those guys want to be in BTS now, but it is a interesting thing. Like if I had been approached to be in a boy group and then I saw them succeed, I'd be like, hey man, I could have been there. That's crazy, huh? And that'd be it. Like that'd be the end of it. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I know I've like kind of, uh, we had a long discussion in the chat about this, about when Benzino first came out with it. It just, 
overall the because yeah i agree with you i don't think that he's necessarily salty because you're right he is popular he's doing well blah 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 i just overall i think it's the marketing technique <laughs> and uh oh definitely put, yes yeah to put specifically you know because like he like specifically calls out the like producer says things about the like the group, you know, you know, like it's, it's a marketing technique is what it is. And it kind of always feels cheap to me whenever anyone does this. And I'm not saying BTS doesn't do it because they do it too. So, I mean, to me, I'm kind of just like, eh, like I, I think it's all kind of just overrated. And now that everyone's getting in on it, I'm even more like meh about it. But yeah. um, uh, it, it feels like people are just kind of laying on. Uh, and it, it's interesting because, yeah, because uh, you're right. When they first started out, it definitely was marketed as like a hip hop. Well, it was supposed to be like a trio-ish almost. It was going to be just a rap group. That's actually why like Jungkook yeah. joined and like that. Yeah, like why they were getting interest and then it kind of turned into this other thing. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting, but I agree with you. And I don't think that I, I don't really have an opinion because I, I just think it's marketing and I think it's kind of. I just. I'm just tired of hearing about it. I really just want Big Hit to just release a list of... I want Cho PD to just release the list of every person he invited to be a part of BCS. Just oh, so we is can... Cho, P- Cho PD behind Big Hit? I think he's the one. I don't know if he's the right one. I thought he was in Stardom. Whoever Big Hit person is... Yeah, I think, I think Big Hit that is somebody else. Is, God, I hope somebody else. I just want them to release a name of all the people that they had involved in BCS from the start to debut, just so we can stop having everybody come out of the blue whenever they want a little PR, seeing that they could have been in BCS. Or just so it can stop being a story every time somebody new comes out and says it. Like, But then if they like put out that list, you could see people on there, and then they'd be like, yeah, that happened because... Because people saw their name on there. Yeah, but let's just get them all. Yeah. Like they can do that any time, though. Oh, and well, get, get it all at once. All out there and be done. Yeah, and sure. Be and done. I think I think this is the funny thing is I feel like armies are on the other side of it now. Um, when big when BTS first made their debut, I was like really really into Korean hip hop at the time, and literally everything about BTS was like, oh, they used to be on the underground. Oh, rap monsters from the underground. Yeah. Talk about all the people you know from the underground. Talk about the underground. Sugar, how do yeah. you feel about the underground? What's the underground like? <laughs> Tell me about it. And I was just like, shut up. Like they hardly know. Yeah. Shut up. And it got me super frustrated because they were asking them questions that they did not have the answers to. And it, it's like, it's now in the other side of things where everybody's now talking about BTS. And then all of a sudden you have rappers doing it and people are like, hey, I don't like this. It's like, it's funny to me because I'm like, man, I was on the other side of this where I was like, I really hate that we cannot stop talking about the fact that they're from the underground. We get it. Like, they're real rappers. We got it already. I get it. They, they showed it. You don't have to prove it anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. I think, it, I think it's a funny thing because I really think it's like the first time everybody else is on the other side of it. And it's like, wow, now you see how stupidly annoying it is <laughs> when people do this. Like, we get it. You have a pass. Cool. Let's address it one time and then move on. Yeah, and yeah. it's almost kind of like, well, no, duh, I don't know. It's just like, it was, it's like what you said, when they first started, they were marketed as like this underground rap group. They were trying to recruit a lot of rappers. Like, yeah, no shit, they asked all these good rappers to join. Like, yeah. like it's no kind of like, oh yeah, good job. Like you were asked, like you're obviously a good rapper because you have a song in rap that is, is like a widespread or heard enough to be even on people's radars right now. So, you know what like, would be interesting? Of course like, you were asked. Like, not, 
not finding out who was on that list of people that got asked, but like what order. Basically, yeah. like the last one. <laughs> well, they had they had a bunch of trainees, um, and uh, like all of them were former hip hop artists for a little while because they had the money to throw around since they had JYP's funding at the beginning. Um, so they had plenty oh, yeah. of money. Yeah, they, I mean, I I feel like people always forget that like this label only exists basically because JYP merged and was like, yeah, let's do this shit, let's make this. But I, I don't know. It's funny because like. It, it's it's just funny. I mean, I already went over it. It's, it's funny to me at this point. I think it's silly. So, I agree. Um. All right. Well, we can keep moving. Uh. So. Actually, actually, I don't know how much people care about these other ones, other than the fans being mad about the careless editing done for Winner's Photo Book. That one's kind of funny. Like, it's, it's <laughs> we have to talk about this. Yeah, it's, we it's have to bad. talk I, about like, this. I genuinely don't have a lot to say, so I'm kind of I'm gonna throw it to you guys. But like, it's pretty okay. garbage. Let's <laughs> all be laughing. I yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. I looked up the photos when you put it onto our little bulletin last night. I was crying laughing, <laughs> laughing. I swear to God, I had like the worst week at work. I was just like at work for so long every single day. It was super stressful. Honestly, I like it melted my stress away looking at those photos because they're so <laughs> bad. People of the podcast listener people, you guys need to seek out these photos if you're having a bad day. I'm like I'm like near close of putting that one of Sungyun's face divided by like the spine of the book and then his eyes just like cross-eyed <laughs> because they're too close together as the background of my work computer so that when I close out all of my windows for the day and I look and I'm very stressed out at work, I see, hey, listen, Maybe you had a bad day at work, but you didn't get this cross-eyed looking ass photo distributed by your own company to all of your fans when you just came back from like a two-year hiatus and somebody left and nobody cur. Like, this is what happened. So at least life is good, you know? And it's not even that. So it's those photos and the other two, it's like supposed to be like head to toe, like photos where you take the photo book and you put it vertical you know and then you're supposed to see like head to toe like the whole body mm -hmm. and they just like was like mm, this like middle third of Seungyun like let's just take that shit out and yeah, let's, just, look better let's, just, let's just make him look like yeah like like a like a puppet I don't know I don't know like yeah I mean the, I'll, like I'll be that honest. means that Nobody looked at it. Nobody even looked at it once and was like, oh, yeah, that looks right. Or they right. did, and they were like, yep, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be honest. The only pictures that I've seen from the photo book have been, uh, like, the scans that have Mino in them. Um, and most of them are pretty okay. Like, they're just not special. Okay, like, hold on. Let me send you this right now, too. Yeah, I'm not I'm, – like, obviously, I'm sure there's terribly one, terrible ones. Like, the fact that his face is even in the spine of a book is garbage. Not the spine, but, like, meeting at the middle of the pages, that's, that's Oh, yeah, terrible. that should never happen. That should like, never happen, ever. Like, I... the minute you see that, that means whoever made that is a shitty person because they do not understand how books work. Honestly, like, though, honestly, and I don't trust nobody who doesn't know how to book words. No, they put that <laughs> we can't hear you, Alice. You're in a you're you're in the uh, sunken place right now. <laughs> <laughs> she got so angry. She went into but, the book. <laughs> listen, they put she their unpaid. The <laughs> they put their unpaid intern at YG like responsible for making this book that's how bad it is this it's is terrible. the same intern that let them put that quote from Young in that other book what? 
the tay uh taying quote about um, yeah, when yeah. He oh my god he's just <laughs> to, uh, i want to feel the struggle of black people through my music so. they have a, they have an intern there trying to sabotage them <laughs> they have to they have to they have to have an intern who's like a mole for another company who's like i'm gonna take this shit down <laughs> It's, it's got to be JYP because I'm telling you, I bought two copies of Got Seven Flight Log Arrival and all the photos look flawless. I think it has to be like a smaller label that wants to be in that YG lane. I don't, I don't think it's SM or JYP. I think JYP has too much shit to do and SM's too busy putting out fires half the time to bother with YG. Yeah, that's YG fair. burns itself. Like, orchestrating their own scandals. Yeah, oh SM's too busy. Oh my god, that one with the oh Jesus. The, this Which is pretty one bad. now? <laughs> oh, you see it now? You see it, Tim? Oh. You see this? You see Yeah, it? like, okay. <laughs> this is terrible. I mean yes. I, don't... <laughs> I couldn't even my my mind could not even mentally prepare myself for like how bad the photos were. And then I looked at them and I was like, wow, this is not even in the atmosphere of what I thought I, a photo could look like. These yeah, like are even these are even worse than that one. Um, oh God, I can't even think of their names right now. I, I What's winners my brother group? Icon. The days. The days photo yes. shoot. This yes. is worse than the days photo shoot, dude. Oh my God, it's so bad. And that was tragic. That's when Bi had curtain hair. He had the also, curtain at hair. Least, yes. At least with days, they can go well it wasn't us like why exactly. exactly that's really what makes it worse like there i need to say because i i've only seen i guess the good pictures from the photo book there's some there's some stellar ones of this group in that photo oh. book but i would not buy this book because of these three pictures guaranteed 100%. <laughs> like i would burn this thing in a fire if i saw it this is terrible <laughs> I want to see somebody unbox it so I can get like a fan reaction. Oh my yes. god! Yeah, I can't I wonder, wait. Like, like one Jerry person, like a whole trend before. of winner unboxing reactions. Yeah. Like the fuck is this? It's it's that's pretty brutal. Like, whew, yes. that's a little bit. You know, like as you were describing it, I was like, oh, that sounds pretty bad. But seeing it, I'm like, that's <laughs> actually worse. Like, we are not giving how bad these photos are enough credit it's everyone garbage. needs to see it for themselves <laughs> yeah. just go look up fans grimace over yg's careless something i don't YG's know YG's careless whisper i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and people said like he's had bad photo books for big bang or whatever but this is like this looks like he just doesn't care about winter at all honestly YG like i really doesn't i'm just thinking we all knew he was team b biased Mm. I just yeah. don't think he has any really bad Big Bang ones. It's mostly their styling, and that's on them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really think there's any bad photo books, though. Like in terms of the quality of the pictures and the placement and things like that, it, I don't think it's ever been that. It's just their styling, and that's on them. I just want everybody to take a second and think about, you know, Mino, Sungun, and uh, Sungun, and Gina, Jinu, like getting these winter album gift sets and giving them to their families and their mom no. is looking at the no. photo book no. and they see Sungyun's face just cut in the fucking sorry excuse me middle and it's just like what am I doing what is my I son wanna, doing I want to put a counter picture in your mind where Taehyung's brother buys this <laughs> album opens it and just laughs and laughs <laughs> 
and goes, this could have been you. This could have been you, bro. Like, he's sending it to them. Like This yeah. cross-eyed face, that could be your face. <laughs> Hands off in America, just lounging somewhere with a drink, making music with his band. And he's just like, lol. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I always felt like the, some of the stuff in, the, in Winner's Comeback this comeback was kind of rushed. Like all the announcement was very fast. And then all of a sudden they were in the, they were filming the music video and then like less than a month they're over here and the music videos out. And I, I always felt like it's really fast. Maybe there is some <laughs> weight to me believing that because this photo shoot one was done in LA and two is straight garbage. <laughs> so <laughs> this photo book anyway, it's like, so maybe, maybe it's true and maybe everything was rushed. I don't know, but it, this, photo book sure leaves me to believe it was i would hope i i would hope that's their excuse jesus they need something and whoever whoever put this thing together and gave it the okay green light needs to be fired their career is ruined yeah you need you need to be done i hope your name was signed at like the very bottom corner of the book or something and now you regret it forever because it is garbage um but unless anybody has anything else we're gonna do our little promos and then we'll be out of here Okay, so I'll go first and allow you guys to think a little bit. So my promotion this week is going to be 10 from NCTU. SM Entertainment has finally come out of the dungeon and has released an SM Station 2 song called Dream in a Dream. Well, I'm going to use the word song like pretty lightly because <laughs> I he basically that. repeats like the same i don't even want to call it a verse or a chorus because there's not enough lines to make it a Mantra? verse or a chorus it's, it's like words. the bridge Mantra? it's like the bridge to a chorus and then that's just it and then it's the like most... the key point of a chorus <laughs> what really is all he needed though yeah i honestly agree so basically if you know anything about ten he's like the most amazing dancer and that's like what the music video is there to showcase and Aside from like the most graceful, beautiful dancing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and the, the song is actually like super special to me, not only because it's like, I mean, you could argue in a way that it's like, okay, it's just like some kind of like electro, like, I don't know, whatever beat kind of stuff. But they did overlay kind of like an oriental type, old timey music in the back with like those funky strings that they use um in the back and i thought that kind of gave it like a unique flavor to an otherwise song that could have sounded like you know something that justin bieber would have put out but like ended up you know in the cutting room floor so that like sound makes it a lot more special and then layered on to 10's most beautiful dancing on earth um really made the music video special and i did want to before i wrap it up because i'm almost done the thing was like they put two i think trainees maybe in the music video he has a dance with a, a woman but he also they also put like two male trainees in the music video whose only purpose was to be like masked in the shadow and get like glimpses of and personally and people can fight me it kind of gave me some homoerotic undertones but like i don't know if i thank you because i was i i definitely felt it because i was just like wait what is this guy doing here if he's not dancing and they're not interacting in a, like an overt way or he's not they're not backup dancers and they're not, they're not providing vocals like what's the purpose of this so it definitely kind of made me 
think twice and maybe there was like slightly homoerotic subtext and then when i tried to go into like the youtube comments and like different comments on the video to find like if anybody thought the same i saw nothing and i was like okay like am i just on tumblr too much and there's a lot of jack bum on my feed i don't know <laughs> but like like i just saw it so yeah that's how i felt my only shout out okay well i, mean, I have okay. one uh Geary Boy came back with his album. It's five songs. It's called Five Songs for Initiation, the EP. Uh, it is super fantastic. It's also like a good introduction to kind of what kind of music Geary Boy makes. Um, Soul Beats did an incredible article about it that I suggest everybody goes listen or go read. Um, <clears throat> but all the songs on it are great. The last two are remixes of previous songs, and they are so good, like so super interesting and very like, um, Geary Boy. One one thing that's worth knowing about Geary Boy is one of the things he's pretty popular for is that he does uh, like remixes of popular K-pop songs. Not too often, but he's he did um, Four Walls is probably the one that's the most popular. Um, he also has another one. He did a Big Bang song, but uh, <clears throat> it's it's really cool. And he kind of like he has his own little thing um, with a couple other DJs and stuff. And he let them rock on his on his album and remix songs. And it's really, really good. I really, really love it. Um, his actual songs on it. He has two features and one song that's just him. The song that's just him is the best. Like, it's so good. Um, but it's super good. Uh, if anybody was interested in like finding a good place to start listening to Geary Boy's music, that's the best spot because it is a good example of kind of the journey you'll go on. It doesn't, none of the songs touch the more like really deep, sad Geary Boy songs that you'll get, but it still gives you a good idea of kind of the stuff he does because he's sort of in his own lane. He doesn't really make music that fits in anywhere. And that's kind of like the reason I like him so much is because I never know what to expect. It's always weird, interesting things that he does with music because he, he's not out here trying to be like, oh, I'm such a hardcore rapper. I'm so dope. Like he always talks about how his music is really good, but that he's very sensitive and ve like his music is very soft and it reflects that. So uh, if anybody likes uh, K hip hop, I really love this album. It's only five songs. It's quick to listen to. It's very cheap on iTunes. It's literally five bucks. So um, if you were interested in listening to Geary Boy and what he does, 16 minutes of awesome, dude. Take it. It's sure a shame you didn't listen to him live. Yeah, it sure is. I don't like going places by myself, and I'm, <laughs> I really regret it. I saw all the pictures, and I was like, oh, great. Everybody had a fun time except for me. I'm very sad. <laughs> I just want to say you should definitely experience things by yourself, and next time you have the opportunity, you should do it. You, I might. At this point, I might. Because yeah, a K-hip-hop show is, is not going to be the place where you stand out. It sure is. That's the number one place I stand out. What? <laughs> yeah, I went to. Oh no, you're gonna yeah, stand no, no, no. out at like a full no. concert. Uh uh, fun story. I went to a dynamic duo concert <laughs> in L.A. and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be amongst people that I know. It's gonna be dope. Oh. Every single person there was Korean. Like a lot of them only spoke Korean, and everybody looked at me funny the whole time. I think true. the problem is, is that you're in LA. I think if you were in yeah. any other major sure, city, maybe. you probably would have gotten Go a little Chicago. bit different. No, the problem, sure, I think that's fair. The problem is, is like artists that are actually popular in Korea. Yeah, and that, that's the other when I went to Crush. Yeah, and that's the that's the other part of the issue is that like I went for an artist that Koreans would go watch more than anybody else. Like I saw all the pictures, and it's mostly like the Geary Boy concert was mostly a Korean crowd. And I there is a picture of the crowd at the Dynamic Duo concert. You can see me 
immediately because <laughs> I am six foot tall, wearing a hat and long hair. L-O-L. You can see me at any day of the week. You will catch me. Anyways, so, next. So yes, hi, Nico here. <laughs> my shout out for my shout out. I would like to um, ask that everyone take a little ear journey with me. And I would like for them all to listen to a song that is on Taeyeon's, uh Repackage album. And it's called Curtain Call. It's, it's every bit like, a, um, I don't want to say, it's not, let's just say it's a callback to one of the greatest songs of the 90s, Bittersweet Symphony. And if you like Taeyeon's vocals and you like Bittersweet Symphony, then go give this song a listen. It'll give you nostalgia like nobody's business. And her vocals will just fill you with a warmness that can't be compared. Um, I listened to this song like 60 times yesterday. And um, I have to say that I really love it. And so I would all like you, I would like for you all to take this ear journey with me and just love yourself and let's share in the greatness that is curtain call. Thank you. Shanna. So <laughs> I've been thinking about this of what all I wanted to say. And I, I think that my call this week is gonna be more um, kind of actually tangential into K drama because uh, so this week as you all know I'm Park Jin Young Crash and uh, who's in Got Seven for those of you Just who don't understand Got Seven. Well, I just want to call it out because it needs to be said, but <laughs> at least once a week. Um, but he this week was cast in a drama, uh, which is being it will it's I say drama loosely because it's like a web drama uh, being put on by JYP, and um, it also has Miku from 2PM as uh, starring in it. But so Jin Young was cast in it, and for the third freaking time in his so far short acting career he's been paired with an actress who is 14 years old and uh, yeah and he's 22 and so it's uh i just wanted to kind of put that out there i know this is like a whole different conversation which maybe in a later podcast we can go into but this one that's kind of like the top thing on my radar this week of just because you know i follow him a lot uh and really in kind of invest in that, because I, I watch K-dramas too, but uh, it, it, it's just um, a, a fun development of just uh, the, and, and it's, it's, it's been an overarching thing, I feel like in a couple things recently, like the Goblin and the whole uh, storyline of like him falling for a high school girl, and it keeps coming up again and again, and as, you know, K-dramas become more mainstream, but uh, it's just another thing that happened this week of, um, yeah, that just kind of has been on my mind. Just wanted to bring that up as a potential topic for future discussion, but that's top of my mind. I don't really have um, a promote promotion thing this week, so I'm just gonna say I went to BTS, and I urge you all to go the next time you can because it was an amazing show, and Jungkook is perfect. Thank you. Good night. I just want to point out that <laughs> Juliet was a Jimmy stan. <laughs> <laughs> she I was. We yep. knew. We knew that she wasn't when she killed we him. Okay, she guys. <laughs> she did no, kill you know him. What? That is on record. In that moment at the concert, I didn't feel bad about my decision. 
Y'all, you heard it. You heard it. Fresh off the newsstand, whatever, presses. Okay. You heard it. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> that's going to do it for us. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Um, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can get us on Twitter um, at NYA Netizens. Uh, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash not your average netizens. Please follow us and subscribe and comment to us and we'll talk to you and see what we can do. If you'd rather listen to us on iTunes and that's easier for you, you can find us if you search not your average netizens. If you're going to listen to us there, please subscribe. Please, you know, give us five stars or however many stars you think you, we deserve. Obviously five. Uh, leave sweet comments or tell us what you want us to do and we'll take all that into account. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you have some sort of comment or concern or question maybe that you want us to talk about. Uh, you can email us not your average netizens at gmail.com. And I feel like I'm missing something, but I can't think of what I'm missing. Did you cover Twitter? Yeah, I did that first. Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on Tumblr and see uh, all the pictures of what I would assume is GOT7 and BTS, because I don't <laughs> use Tumblr, um, <laughs> you can you follow should. our Tumblr by just going to notyouraveragenetizens.com. Okay. Y'all will know if Tim gets on the Tumblr, because you'll just see a bunch of Geary Boy. Uh, you'll probably see a whole bunch of girl groups if I'm on the Tumblr, but Don't also some sprinkling of Simon D's beautiful smile. Hell yes, <laughs> you will. <laughs> a couple, couple, yeah. couple Jackson and rain. Oh, be, oh, dude, there would be so much Jackson. Like you guys, <laughs> you guys lucked out that for the Got Seven comeback, I wasn't like, I guess I should go on Tumblr because it would just be Jackson. I'd be like photoshopping oh. people out of pictures to be like, hey, look, it's Jackson. Don't worry about other people. I know that Alice and I were, I've, I, well, I, we were at Shiny two weeks ago, which we still have to do a podcast on. We'll do that. We will, Healing Vision. But um, <laughs> we were at Shiny, and then I was at BTS last week, so I've been, like, out for two weeks. I don't know if we said this, but Jackson is back. Yeah, we did. He is. I said it I just want to say it. I want to say it myself, though. <laughs> he's back. He's healthy. And then Mark went to the jungle, and we, again, had a week without a GOT7 member. But they're back for the final performance. So this has been a weird comeback period, but everyone's healthy again. Also, uh, go watch Girls' Day, please. Thank you. Mohe, I'll be yours. Love them, please. I just I want to say that I love you all, time. okay? I love you all. You did good. I heard it. Thank you. I appreciate Thank it. You. It's good enough. Nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> I, love, I love you, Nico. It's fine. Well, true. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, and see you later. We love you guys too. Bye. 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 I'm saying. We'll get lost again.